0: So folks, welcome to yet another episode from the TGV Global Speaker Series and our guest for today is Andre Ilinsky and he's from Russia but lives in Serbia. As we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, how low-code, no-code platforms are revolutionizing the tech industry along with some nuggets of his entrepreneurial journey, here's an exciting twist. Let us tickle Andre's brains first. So, Andre, get ready for a rapid fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I do. All right, let's dive in. And here comes my first word, curiosity. Why me? Why not? Invention. Something new. Future.
1: Interesting to see. Book. Something I didn't hold in my arms for many years. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Movie.
1: Inspiration.
0: Creativity.
1: Creativity. Yeah. Challenge. Science. The explanation of the whole life. Technology. Necessarity. Universe. Something we would never see with our own eyes,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, good perspective. The last one is success. To save yourself. Awesome. And thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round so sportively, Andre. Really appreciate it. But there is one more round waiting towards the fag end of this episode. And before that, let me welcome the audience. So folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Andre, hearty welcome to The Guiding Voice. How are you doing today? Hello, everyone.
1: Hello, Navin. Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, I'm good. Uh, we are in the middle of the walking week. Uh, if to speak personally about me, it's a bit difficult and complicated, but it's
0: okay. <laughs> nothing special <laughs> yeah TGV the guiding voice is all about special conversation, and let's dive in without further ado so request you to share your success mantra as in the top three things that have contributed to your success so far
1: mm-hmm. well the first point I would say that as I told you before when we had a uh, short questions, short answers. Quest, the key aspect of being successful is, as I said, to save yourself, which means uh, no matter what happens with you, no matter how life want to break you, you keep going, you allow nobody and nothing to break you. So uh, this is the first point uh, about the success. The second point about the success is not to be focused on something the only one you know uh, because in my career i faced this problem when i was totally involved in something one i was totally inspired uh, focused on this and at one moment uh, when it became obvious that it doesn't work i couldn't stop because because i was bananas with this i liked what i was doing and i couldn't uh, break my pride to say come on man! it's, it's time to stop try something new, refocus uh, so uh, the suggestion would be if you really want to be successful don't become a slave of something be open minded uh, be kind of person who can easily change you, uh, his or her mind so these two I guess the main suggestions
0: Amazing. I think uh, we have to be open-minded and ready to embrace any other opportunity that comes and let us not be a slave of something. Awesome. Exactly. Now let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey and which might be a roller coaster ride because entrepreneurial journey Mm -hmm. is not easy. Having interviewed hundreds of entrepreneurs on my podcast, I always ask this curious question to the entrepreneurs saying that what are the, some of the toughest lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur and which you did not expect or anticipate in your journey i have not expected that the failures
1: might happen more often than victories yeah it's a tricky point and it might be seemed obvious when you look at this from other side you know when you are not in this but when you start your own business, you try to motivate, to inspire yourself, to say everything is going to be good. Everything will be fine. Of course, yeah, there would be some difficulties, but all in all, my trip will be a victory trip. Uh, but when you face this in reality, you find yourself uh, in a bunch of shit cases, which goes one after another after another. And this is why it's important to keep going, no matter what happens with you daily. So I guess it was the biggest surprise for me. Because I had a clue that it might be logically. (laughs) But anytime I was thinking about it, I told to myself, oh, it's not my case. Mm, I'll have have another one case. Everything will be cool, successfully, easily and so on but no no nobody can go through this to pass this this is what we all have to face and uh, and to face uh, uh and to face it with the glory
0: see that, that is one of the reasons respect. why i ask this question whatever looks from outside is not the same thing what we go inside right so things look so rosy so shiny from right. outside, but what we actually undergo and, while going through this entrepreneurial journey is very, very different, very, very difficult. But it's all about perseverance, which will help us move forward. So thank you for highlighting Certainly. that. Certainly, yeah. All right. So let's move forward. Service. Yeah. And talk about the core of today's conversation like, low code, no code platforms are a buzz these days. So, please provide a brief overview of what no-code and low-code development are and how they differ from traditional code-based development.
1: Oh, it's so a huge topic. It's nice to spend hours speaking about this and I need to do this briefly. Okay, I will try, man. So, let's speak firstly about the definition. Uh, the key difference between code development and no-code development uh, that in case with no code, you don't have to write code yourself. Uh, you might just use preliminarily made in visual blocks to fix these blocks into some working system. So um, if, uh, it's, if we speak about uh, especially no-code tools, you have named the second type of this development low-code tools yeah uh, this is some kind of tools when basically you work with these visual blocks but additionally you can write some piece of your code uh if uh, for instance it is not possible to to implement something usually, uh, using uh visual blocks uh visual components so this is the definition of no and low code the difference is that basically you don't need to write a code and it leads you to uh, next benefits. If to compare no-slash-low-code and traditional coding using this, let's say, so-called new technologies, because they are not so so much new, the first no-code tool was invented even in 1992, if I remember correctly, But it didn't work at those times because the whole IT sphere uh, wasn't quite good for the solutions and the reward of the new uh, the no code happened in 2012 so-called new solution so uh it is 3-4 times cheaper than traditional coding Mm -hmm. it's an average uh numbers Yeah, and uh, I was telling about that in my uh, career experience, there were some cases when the price difference were uh, by 10 times even. At the average, it's 3-4 times. And uh, also, it is faster than traditional coding. Uh, Let's say, if you want to create some not very complicated mobile application, it will take at least six months, at least. Uh, And in fact, usually it takes eight, 12 or even more months for implementation. And uh, no code tools allows you to create something from one to three months. Got it. And that brings you the benefits in front of your competitors. While your competitors are writing their product using code development, you are on the market already, hmm. and you have an opportunity to test if your idea is viable. And if you see that it is viable, then you can improve, update, upgrade your product for some time using no code, and then you can invest more money to recreate a new version of your product by, but by uh, traditional code but in this case you are 100% sure that your idea is working
0: that that makes absolute sense this is the big yeah. difference let's move forward andre and uh, startups right face unique challenges and what are some of the most common insurmountable problems that beginner entrepreneurs encounter in the tech space and how can these no code development help address them
1: yeah, you know we have a good uh, transmission from one topic to another. Uh, I have stopped in a proper place to answer your next question. I remember once I have read uh, one article in some uh, online resource where were provided a research on this topic. The research, uh, the research uh, put on the question uh, why startups fail, Why startups fail? Pardon. Uh, so the first reason was, obviously, the lack of funds, the budget, and so on. But the most interesting was the second position. The second position was called no market need." So it means that, uh, and uh, this second place took approximately something like 30% in the percentage pipe. So we can almost say that every third Aspiring entrepreneur, doing something, and market does not need it at all. Why does it so happen, and how to cope with this? Well, the first mistake aspiring entrepreneurs do, they start implementing some projects only in accordance of their own vision. Uh, They made a small and uh, not very deep research of the market they discovered that there are a, a lot or a few analogs of what they want to do they think okay i see what my competitors did i will do practically the same but with some updates and uh and my uh idea will be on fire but in fact it doesn't work so in 30 percent of cases why so because The majority of entrepreneurs miss the key point. They, let's say, okay, not they, we, we are all entrepreneurs, so let's say we. We are doing something not for ourselves, we are doing it for other people. So the first thing before starting implementing something, we need to identify what do people want. Uh, for that, it is necessary to do such a thing, which is called user research. User research is dedicated to fulfill this goal, to understand what your potential users, clients, and blah, 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 really want. What do they expect from your product? Then, when you did this, you can form your technical task And only then you can start implementation programming. But it's not the end of the story. When you have implemented your first version of the product, you always should be in touch with your users. You need to get a feedback from them to understand if they like how you did it. Uh, Would they like to have something extra? Or would they like if you cut something off? of your product version. And after that, you are doing the second version of your product. And this is uh, uh, any time in process. This process is called, is called task depth, uh shortly. Customer Development. Cool. So, this is the key thing uh, which every aspiring entrepreneur who is able to work in it, you have to keep in his or her mind
0: <laughs> yeah this, this, this is great uh, and then now let's also talk about um, you you mentioned about we need to develop versions of a product right and many startups also build this mvp and uh, this is one of the concepts uh, which was popularized by popularized by eric Ries, right uh, from the lean startup uh, book so could you explain what an mvp is mm-hmm. and why it is a crucial starting point for new projects so, firstly, I think we need to clarify for our listeners and viewers what
1: MVP means. Um, MVP means a Minimum Viable Product. It's related with the topic I told before. When you got some user research, you have a clue what you need to do. But you always need to keep in mind that any research, this is a small amount of people. You may take uh, a research among... Let's say 100 people, 500 people, million of people, but if you take the interview from another million people, uh, your data will change dramatically, or even change dramatically. So when you get some feedback, you need to understand this, that it doesn't give you 100% of guarantee that if you do this, what people told you, it will work for other. 100, 500 or a million people. For that, you need to minimize your risks. To minimize your risks, you need, firstly, to off some paragraphs of this user research. And you have to remain only the key things, the main things. I like an example I used to give to people when I explain what MVP means. Uh, let's say you want to create some payment system, the analog of Stripe or I don't know uh, PayPal and so on. Currently, this product has uh, have a lot of options inside. But uh, for your start, you don't need all these options. You just, let's say two or three options. What do your potential clients need from this payment system? So fast delivery. Deliver itself, so somewhere during the transaction and uh, the lowest commission, comparing with all other services. That's it. Just three paragraphs. Paragraphs. Mm-hmm. That's what what has to be done for the first action. So, in fact, that it is. That's what uh, MVP means you need to cut off all the rest uh, what is less important for the product. Mm -hmm. When you implement the main things and you see that you have a lot of users, you have a huge uh, monetization for this, after that, you can keep going on. You can move and add something extra. When uh, When you move this way, you minimize your risks to lose a lot of money and a lot of time because as less... As you have um, options in your product, the cheapest price for the uh, creation
0: will be. Got it. V- very clear. And less I... time and less time will be spent. Hmm. Nice. Awesome. Awesome, uh, Andre. Now let's talk about uh, your studio. So, in addition to no-code development, your studio provides legal support for IT projects. So, I'm really, really, really curious to understand some legal. Uh, considerations that startups should be aware of when launching and scaling their uh, tech ventures? I have a staff of lawyers in my team
1: and they are highly skilled, highly educated in the laws of different jurisdictions. So if uh, some of our customers have such a need, my lawyers can do everything they need. They can uh, prepare terms of use, uh, privacy policy, documentation, and so on which will work in accordance with what, uh, the country uh, the client is from. So this aspect was taken into
0: our account too. Mm-hmm. Go- got it, Andre. Now, uh, this has been fabulous conversation so far, and it's time for us to add some excitement and some spice to the episode. So get ready as we dive into a series of intriguing okay. rapid-fire questions to spice up the episode. <laughs> Shall we do it? I'm scaring. <laughs> okay, let's do this, Okay, here comes the first bullet. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say?
1: Uh, sorry, it was a short disconnection. Could you repeat your question, please? I,
0: I am asking, like, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? In my mind, my dreams are real. Wow. And what is the most beautiful place you have ever visited? I guess the most beautiful
1: place is the place that I still didn't see.
0: (laughs) Okay, can you describe yourself in just one word? Can I use at least two words? Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Please go ahead.
1: No, I can't tell even in two words. Okay, I will say in one short sentence.
0: A guy with a poke... In the world of soup. (laughs) Amazing perspective. And Andre, what is the most adventurous thing that you have ever done? Actually, it's happening right now. Some (laughs) ago,
1: for five years, I have decided to reorient my business. So um, after I divorced, I was in Russia for two months. Spend my time with family. Uh, so uh, uh Building the new model of business. So it might be called the most
0: adventurous. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's happening right now. <laughs> OK, here comes the next one. If you could visit any country in the world, where would you go next? Should I call the country where I have not been still? Yeah. Or yeah. any, yeah, any any country which you would like to visit next, given a chance. Anyone, yeah, France. France. Okay. Good luck. I wish you. I have, visiting... not, I have not been there for many years. Okay, got it. So, so, yeah. so France. Yeah, here comes the last one for rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself?
1: Nothing quite special. My phone, which I'm holding now in my hand, <laughs> is usually. Okay, got it? Yeah. And I do I do everything with this phone. I sleep with phone, I go for walk with this phone, I have my dinner
0: with this phone, so it's my closest friend. <laughs> it has become a detached limb to everybody of us. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Andre, that was great rapid fire and with that let's flip back to the mainstream. Uh, modern life, what to yeah. else? <laughs> Let's, let's now flip back to the mainstream. And as we wrap up our conversation, could you share a piece of advice or a key takeaway for our audience and especially for those who are considering venturing into the world of no-code development or launching their own tech startup? Uh,
1: well, if you want to launch your tech startup, you have two options how you may do this. The first, uh, the first way to study yourself to no-code. If you have, you know, skills, ability to to learn something like this, because if to speak personally about me, I'm no developer. In my startup, I'm uh, responsible practically for all processes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not for my mood. It's not for my uh, way of thinking, so on. So, um, yeah, the first option you have to learn this and to do everything on your own. Super. The second option is to find mm-hmm. someone who can do this for you. It might be some freelancer, it might be some studio. So, yeah, this is uh, these two ways are your steps. And, uh, of course, as I told before, before doing something, you have to measure.
0: Got it. This is great conversation and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it. And before I let you go, share with our audience, how is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform?
1: It was awesome.
0: you <laughs> have was any awesome.
1: I've spent, I've spent, I've spent a good time. It was a very useful and good conversation. I'd like to come again.
0: Yeah, definitely. I hope I'll be
1: useful for the next conversation.
0: Yeah, sure. Surely we can plan. Um, A few more discussions and conversations in future. And it was uh, such a pleasure hosting you, Andre. And I really appreciate you spending time with our audience and also for sharing amazing insights and look forward to hosting you. It was a pleasure for me to share. Same here. And uh, have a great time and wish you all the best with your studio. And uh, see you in the future. So thank you once again, Andre. So do you, Naivan. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you. Sure, sure. So, friends, that was our episode with Andre Ilinsky. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. If you haven't already subscribed to The Guiding Voice Podcast, please subscribe to us from wherever you have tuned in from because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And also, if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like The Guiding Voice. So spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you. And now let's cruise into the trivia segment. Today's trivia is about Serbia where our guest Andre is currently living. And Serbia is a country with a rich history and many interesting aspects that may not be widely known. So here I am presenting three lesser known and intriguing facts about Serbia. First one is the Skull Tower which is Selekula in Nis. Serbia. There is a unique and somewhat uh, macabre monument known as the Skull Tower and it was built in the early 19th century by the Ottoman Turks using the skulls of Serbian rebels who had been killed during the first Serbian uprising. And the tower contains 952 skulls embedded in its walls. And serves as a symbol of resistance and a reminder of Serbia's struggle for independence. And the second one is about the Serbian Cyrillic alphabet. Serbia is one of the few countries where the Cyrillic alphabet is officially recognized and used alongside the Latin script. And the Serbian Cyrillic alphabet is distinct from the Russian Cyrillic alphabet and is an important part of the country's cultural identity. It is used in official documents, signage and education and many Serbs are bilingual in both the scripts. And the third one is Rakija. Rakija tradition. Rakija, a fruit brandy, is a popular alcoholic beverage in Serbia. And what makes it unique is the strong tradition of homemade Rakija production. Many families in Serbia have their own stills and produce Rakija from various fruits such as plums, apricots and also grapes. It's often offered as a sign of hospitality and is an integral part of social gatherings, celebrations and also cultural events. So here are a few lesser known facts and interesting aspects of Serbia's culture and history. And I'm sure you must be aware of a few of them. And in case if you know something about Serbia, please feel free to leave a comment. If you are watching it on YouTube, you can comment there or if you have found this episode on social media platform, you can comment there. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking time to tune into this episode and also for being part of our awesome community. Folks, we would love to hear from you. So do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback and also guest speaker suggestions, topic recommendations, either through our social media or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com let us create content that resonates with you. I'm your host, Navin Samala, a lifelong learner. And my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life, but also your career. And until next time, take care, stay inspired. And remember, the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. And goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.